Welcome back to Where's the News, episode three, the episode where we are yet to find the news. We found some earlier down on University Boulevard. There was an accident right by AutoZone, right in front of the university, right in front of campus. That's where the same accidents typically are. It seems to be a bad spot. I went out to cover it. Um, typically, when I go out to cover accidents, I have a camera that you know I take pictures with in the day. This is the first time I tried to take cameras at night. Learned that re re uh, reflective vests don't do well with flash. Couldn't figure out how to turn the flash off, so that's where we're at. I didn't have time to look for the news. I found some news, but you're never going to see the light of David. If you want, you can see a picture of a dark, uh, a dark reflective vest on a fireman, but you can't see the fireman because all you can see is the vest for the fireman. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, for the fireman. So this is going to be this is going to be a pretty unstructured episode of Where's the News. So buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy ride, like riding the Yorktown elevators. Call back to episodes one, two, and potentially the lost episode. I don't remember. With me as always, Garrett Roberts, Nick Hederick. Boys, Hello. how are we doing? Yeah, I'm I'm doing fine. And there's not a whole lot of arts and entertainment news. I feel kind wow. of I feel kind of sad. This should be the lost episode because all of the news is lost. That's well, actually not lost. We just well, no, we we have uh, news about, I believe, the last, the last Star Wars movie. Oh, what a oh. transition! Oh, I didn't watch the trailer yet. Do you wanna Do you wanna watch it live? No. No. Well then, I'm just gonna listen to you guys talk about it, and I'm gonna paint a picture in my head, and then I'll see. Wasn't it like hilarious whenever Darth Vader came in and like you see that he takes off the helmet and it's actually Jar Jar Binks? Dude, that was crazy. I never expected to see That's, that. That didn't happen. Whenever the Ewok colony, all like satanic Ewoks, are worshiping Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, they started like their own like Manson cult. Oh yeah. yeah okay, listen. Crazy. I'm not gonna sit here and have my intelligence insulted. <laughs> if I wanted that to happen, I would have stayed in my bed with my girlfriend. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> we just lost a listener. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Kayla's not listening to this. Anyways, uh, to kind of segue into our a &E topic then, Star Wars. They released their last trailer. It'll be the last movie in the saga is what they're advertising it as. Allegedly. Allegedly. Disney likes their money. Well, they already have uh, three. So main... they're done after this or are they doing more spinoff? Uh, they ones? have three mainline movies still lined up. I know that for a fact. They're not, no, I, they're not like. No, I believe they're mainline. I believe it will be like episode 10, 11, and 12. It's no just way, that it won't be the Skywalker saga. That'd be so dumb. Oh, it would be extremely dumb, but uh, money. Yeah, that's that's about it. That's why we're getting is. This is a topic we need to get into later because it's. I have a feeling the whole Disney oversaturating sort of things that bring me joy. I know that's something that other people feel passionate about. So I think that's a topic for another day because that conversation could be a whole episode. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they're they going to have their new streaming service. They're taking pre-orders for it now. And they're advertising it as everything in one place. All your Marvel movies, all your Star Wars movies, all your National Geographic. It's literally a streaming service built on. We have a monopoly on the media. They're kind of killing the movie industry, I think. Well, I mean, at least one. they're, they're kind of bound down to China to keep a little bit topical with the news. <laughs> but One company at a time. Um Anyway, let's talk about the trailer. So, uh, <laughs> I didn't know that the trailer was out. And uh, you care to inform the audience on how you found out? 
Uh, yes, uh, John ran into the room and said, the last trailer's out. Put that on the projector. And he called me a couple of, like, mean names in the process about, like, not having it full screen and everything. So clearly... I didn't call you mean names. I probably called you, like, a hunkin' idiot. That's barely mean. John just called himself that, like, 20 minutes before we started recording. Exactly. Well, no, it wasn't stuff like How many idiot. hunkin' idiots unsafe. are there? It's things unsafe for radio, so that's why I'm holding back on what you called me. You probably don't remember. But it, I, I internalized it. Regardless, uh, we watched the trailer on the newsroom projector, and uh, what are your thoughts on it? I, I'm kind of—I know a lot of yours, but yeah. So, my opinion—I'm going to touch lightly into the Disney stuff because it sort of impacts my opinion a lot. I, when the Force Awakens came out, it felt super special to me. Um, Star Wars was always a big part of my childhood, and it was always something that I valued a lot. So to see it coming back after such a long period of time was really special. Star Wars was always really special to me um, when I was a kid. So after seeing the Force Awakens trailer and just hearing that it was coming back after such a long period of time, I was really excited for it. And it created a special sort of excitement for me that I'd never really had towards a whole lot of movies. So I got a big group of my friends together to go see it. We saw it and I absolutely loved it. You know, I was, I was just happy my franchise was back. Um, next year, Rogue One came out. Obviously, I was very excited for that. Rogue One was good. I, it's you disagree? I I have been a longtime critic of Rogue One, but for different reasons. But go ahead. Fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah, really excited for Rogue One. I enjoyed that. Then the Last Jedi came around, and it's a very controversial one. I personally feel that the Last Jedi was a good Star Wars movie. I think they took a lot of risks. Not all of them work necessarily, but I thought it was exciting to see them trying to do something different with such a beloved cast of characters and, you know, a series that has a ton of just lore and mythology behind it. So I really thought trying to take advantage of that and just try to be ambitious was, was cool. And although not all of it worked, I thought some of it did. And I really respect that movie and I enjoy it. But not everyone agrees with me. Obviously, there was a ton of fan backlash from that one. And something that I had appreciated so much for majority of my life began to just get torn to shreds. And I feel like a lot of that is just because people didn't get exactly what they wanted. And um, it just sort of took the joy out of it for me. They really just started bashing it and everything like that. And I just found myself not really caring for Star Wars as much because I was seeing what this fan base that I was a part of was really capable of doing. They were just horrible to, the, to Ryan Johnson who directed the movie. And it was, it was really a dark part of society, which is messed up because it's Star Wars. It's, it's not meant to be serious. These people were like just absolute maniacs. The things they were saying online were, was awful. Clearly, you've never been a part of a like devout fan base because that's almost every single fandom, as they call them. I think it's... that might have just been my, my first awakening to it, oh, if yeah, you will, my force awakening. Oh, oh. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> but... So I sort of got deterred from that, and then they released Solo, and they were talking about doing all these other movies, and I was like... And then Solo was absolutely horrible. I... What'd you expect from a Solo project? But that's... That's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. It, it... I watched Solo, and I watched it in a theater with very few people. I saw it with my little brother, so that was nice, but... Um, I was just like, why am I here? 
And I just thought about when The Force Awakens came out, having that big group, having a full theater that cheered when the when those credits came on, you know, the signature music. White people. <laughs> but when all that was going on, I was like, this is awesome. This is what this is about. And then I was just like, we're getting so much of it at this point that the fan base doesn't want to see it anymore. And it doesn't feel as special. So by taking what makes Star Wars great away from it, not I'm, I'm not saying this content-wise. I think there's a lot of great in the movies. I'm just saying by putting out so much of it and making it feel less special, you're killing the franchise. So I wouldn't go... But man, that was a long build-up to get to my thoughts on the trailer. Um, so I was just sort of tired of Star Wars. Um, I still loved it. And I, as Garrett saw, I was very excited oh, you were, to see the trailer. You were beyond excited. You I, were like a kid in a candy yeah. store when that trailer came out. <laughs> I still feel like a little kid watching it again. And the first two trailers that came out, the first one I liked, I was like, cool, it looks like a nice um, wholehearted movie. I'm excited to see that. Second one came out, I'm like, they pulled the Endgame trailer thing where they put up all the iconic moments at the start of the trailer, like really buying into the nostalgia. I was like, you don't need that. That bothered me. And that was really, I was like, they're following that Disney formula again. Turned me off from the movie. And then this last trailer came out. And I got that feeling that, I mean, the last trailer's kind of, like, I think there's some great shots in it. I think there's a lot of, like, just, I don't want to say cool imagery, but, like, it got me stoked. I'm really excited to see this chemistry between Kylo Ren and Rey play out. I'm excited to see my boy Sheev Palpatine come back because, that character is crazy. I, I know, Garrett, you have, you're excited to see it too. I, I am. That's going to be, I think, to quote Red Letter Media, there's a great quote that uh, Emperor Palpatine was the worst decision they could have made for this movie, but it's going to be the best part of the I movie. agree. I, like, I, 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 there's so many different directions that it can go. I'm excited. And uh, it just it looks really it was the trailer was really well put together. Um, I said this as soon as you finished watching it because I already watched it once, and then I came in to watch it with you. And I said this as immediately as it was after. At the end of the trailer, Luke sets up the you know "May the Force be with you" line, and then they finished it with Carrie Fisher right at the end with the "Always." And I was like, you can't, you can't. like it's 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 too perfect, man. Like you, you have these characters, and it's just. They're really putting a lot into this. Seeing, I can't think of the guy who plays Lando's name. I'm an amateur. I, I feel bad for not knowing that. In all honesty, I don't know it either. But he, I know he's super excited about Donald the Donald Glover plays actually ah, <laughs> um, But he's, he just looks so happy to be there and be involved in the movie, and that's great to see. <laughs> and I think so far the shots and what I've seen from this trailer tell me the content looks good. It looks like they're trying to make a feel-good movie. It looks like... Go uh, ahead, I'm sorry. For, for reference, it was uh, Billy D. Williams. That's who it is. Yeah, Billy D. Williams looks super stoked to be in this movie, and I think that's awesome. Um, I, I just There's so much... I thought there was a lot of good packed in this trailer. It's just... It, it made me think, you know, I was getting tired of Star Wars. This is the last one that we're going to see probably for a couple years. Obviously, they're going to oversaturate it with Disney+, Plus, which it's still Star Wars, so it's I'm still going to watch it. 
It's done after this one. They're going to make the Clone Wars series into a real-life movie, and they're not going to add anything on to Episode Nine. That's where it stops. I yeah, hope. let's go back to the prequels. That's what we need in Star Wars. No, if they made a bunch of movies in between 2 and 3, I would watch them all. Oh, yeah, that's the Clone Wars series. Is no, cool. I know. That's that's why I like the Clone Wars series. If they made those into like real-action movies with real people, um, I would watch every one of them opening night. Yeah, those I are- have not cared to watch a Star Wars since The Force Awakens. Because to me, it seems like they're making movies based off the fact that they know they can walk out there and have you and McGregor go out there and, you know, fart for an hour and a half and people would still pay money to watch it because it's branded as Star Wars. And that's exactly what Solo was. Excuse me, Ewan McGregor is a God's gift to man. No, he saved the prequels, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Him and Liam Neeson in the first one. But it's just... No, there was no saving of the Phantom Menace. (laughs) But, I mean, he tried. He really did. I mean, did... Did you not like Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker? Well, here's my thing. I don't mind Hayden. Cri- I just forgot his name, even Hayden though I knew his. it's Hayden Christensen. Yeah. I like got to, I got started to, I started <laughs> saying Christensen and I like stopped. But I like him. I think he like he has that look. He has a look that like fits what I would picture Anakin Skywalker to be. It's just I think a lot of the blame for his portrayal of Anakin is just the poorly written dialogue that George Lucas gives him to work with. It, it is notable, like the, I did an entire essay on this in high school, that uh, the writing of George Lucas is some of the worst writing you'll ever find. He's great cinematography-wise. I was talking with John about like how each how each person who uses a lightsaber uses it a little bit differently based on the style that like he established and there's like lore to the way that they act on screen. Right. As soon as he tries to do human interaction, he goes off the rails. George Lucas is not a human. He is a lizard man in George Lucas clothing. Oh, I didn't know Garrett would be one of those lizard people. I people, gotta, but I, I guess to kind of continue with the trailer talk, though, so we don't go too far into the prequels. One, one more thing. Oh yeah, one more thing. When I was a kid, the first Star Wars movie I watched was Episode Three. So that's my favorite movie. Revenge of the Sith is. And any, t- any, not my favorite Star Wars movie. Not yeah. my favorite movie, but, and so, I'm sitting there one day when I'm older, and I finally put in the bonus features DVD. And so I go, okay. And so I slide it into my Xbox, and I click play, and there's a scene where Anakin's looking out the window, and he looks at Padme and goes, I want more, but I know I shouldn't. And George Lucas walks and goes, cut, cut. He goes, Hayden, I, I need to feel that more. He goes, I need, to, I need that to hit me. And he goes, yeah, got it, George. I want more, but I know I shouldn't. And then George's like, no, no, no. And it, it was it's just a perfect representation of when you have someone who's, you know, writes poor dialogue for his actors and then someone who probably knows he can't do much more with what he's got, but he's still trying his best, even though he basically said it in the same tone both times. But it makes me laugh because that's what they were working There's with. It's probably porn with better writing. <laughs> I think... I've watched some. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a topic that we could probably go on for a while i'm not trying to transition by the way every time oh, yeah. but, uh, like, not to cut you off i'm sorry yeah, yeah. I, I didn't talk for the first 10 minutes so i feel like oh, people yeah. at home are owed my voice um <laughs> but sultry tones every podcast i've ever been on where star wars is brought up as like a bullet point it always goes on way too long because the minute you start talking it you start coming up with other things to talk about regarding it and it just goes on forever maybe uh i think we should dive Deep when into Star when Wars the, movie, the movie, when's the movie out. coming out? It's going to be while we're over Christmas break. 
Okay, well, I'm saying when we come back we'll make or before special. a special, yeah, yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah. The, the where's the news Star Wars? Where's the Force, John Blynn? <laughs> <laughs> I know we're all pretty passionate. So where's the? I have to watch the last two movies first. I'll watch them with you. I didn't watch Solo. I didn't watch you Rogue don't need to One. Watch Solo. <laughs> I did. I know that has nothing to do with it. I didn't watch Rogue One. Yeah, you don't uh, need to watch I didn't watch The Last Jedi, but I did watch The Force Awakens. Actually, no. I will say you should watch Rogue One, but only watch the scenes with Darth Vader. That's because what I did nah. when it was on Netflix. I went to the very end and just watched that and was pretty content because with life. It's a debate then for again, another day. Then again, I get a little bit angry about that, but that's once again, we'll bring that up in the Star Wars episode. All right. Uh, trailer talk. Garrett, what's your take on the trailer? Um, my take on the trailer, I'm excited. I think that there's a lot of potential for what they have there. Like I said when we were watching it, some of the fight choreography was a little bit stunted. Mm-hmm. However, you brought up an interesting thing that got my mind moving. When you said that like they did the same thing with Endgame where they did iconic moments. Do you think in this trailer they may have done the same thing they did with Endgame and Infinity War where there's edits to the trailer that we're not seeing the full repercussions of for example we see them stab that like random rock yeah what if that's a person <laughs> like i it, it sounds stupid when i say it like that but i mean are you thinking a particular person well no i'm, oh. I'm not i'm not Count thinking Dooku. like they they drag jar jar binks out into the street and go <laughs> you must pay for your crimes i've got to say i had a dream that i went to go see the new star wars movie and uh they went back in time, revived all of the characters like from the prequels and the original series and stuff. They had this big like endgame brawl. And I woke up and I was like, I really hope my subconscious isn't telling me that this is what I want because that's the last thing that I want. Yeah, I, I mean, there is, there's potential for them to have edited this trailer. And I think that's something that like we're going to see Disney do more often mm-hmm. is let's edit these trailers so people don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and maybe that's why the fights look so stunted, because in all actuality, that's not actor A and B. That could be actor oh, dude. A and C. That shot when they're like on, I, I don't know what they're standing on, but it's like the rain and they're on this like ocean and Kylo Ren comes out of the... I think it's been oh. confirmed that that is the, a piece of the Death Star. I th- that's what it looks like. But Kylo Ren's coming up to Rey in the rain and he flips his lightsaber around. Oh, dude, it's just... That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. It's the simplest of stuff, but it's so cool. It's so wholesome, you know. I mean, obviously, like fighting <laughs> to the death isn't wholesome, but like. it was really wholesome in the uh, in the last movie when they just like stab somebody through the head with a lightsaber. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> it was cool, but I mean, real wholesome, family fun. I want to see more of that, <laughs> but that's just what I'm saying. It, it it looks cool. It looks nice. I feel like I'm gonna leave the movie theater satisfied. You, you're, this is the last one you're making for years. Go all out. And for those of you who didn't like The Last Jedi and who are out of the franchise, like, I'm not going to go like, I'm not going to watch it. I didn't like The Last Jedi. I didn't like what they did. They tried something new. It didn't work. You're going to watch to get closure and you know it. Exactly. Suck it up. Get, give this movie. Watch it because C-3PO is going to kill himself. <laughs> what? Shut up, Garrett. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch the trailer. <laughs> so not to ask the same question a million times, but this is the last one. Correct. This is the last trilogy of movies. I believe this is the last of the Skywalker story. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the so until they go, boy, let, we're not doing well this quarter. Hey, let's make another Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be with completely different characters. And they're planning on making more. There's going to be spin-offs. sequels and spinoffs. Yeah. And prequels, right? I yes. think they want to make that might be about said characters. Yeah. There's a rumor that there's going to be a Kotor movie. So. 
even the old republic even mark hamill on twitter on instagram they they were advertising the trailer like before the football game that it aired and they were like oh the final trailer and then Mark Hamill was on Instagram, and he's like, really? The final trailer? He's like, I can name you like four plus billion reasons that this is not going to be the final trailer. But, uh, yeah, I to sort, so wrap this, <laughs> to sort of wrap this up on my end, uh, I, I was skeptical, like I said, but I'm ready to buy all in, man. I'm excited. I feel like a little kid again. That's the reason that I fell in love with the series to begin with. I'm, I'm excited. Star Wars, a lot of people like to argue about it. So why don't we go to sports? Oh. Frank Connolly, I believe his first name is Frank, the president of the Pirates resigned. It was more of a mutual thing. Um, so that begs the question, will Neil Huntington, the general manager, be leaving as well? Uh, Dejan Kovacevic, uh, or Sevich, however you say his name, basically said yesterday that it was set in stone Huntington would be fired because a new team president often gets free reign to pick his own general manager that's under him. Um, but they, I, as, as far as I know, I think Travis Williams is a name that they're throwing out, but I don't believe they have officially signed him yet. Um, but there is popular belief that... Um, when a signing is made official, that there will be a new general manager in town. Oh, so as someone who doesn't like Neil Huntington, um, the only guy I dislike more than him is Bob Nutting, but he owns the team, and he's not going to fire himself. Um, I don't know. He makes a lot of bad choices about the Pirates. So um, I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> um, so hopefully they get rid of Huntington because there are teams that compete with a low payroll. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays made the playoffs this year, and they, I think, spent less than the Pirates did. And that's because they went out and acquired good young talent that didn't cost a lot of money, and they just made some smart moves. Um, two of those guys being former Pirates and Austin Meadows and Tyler Glasnow, um, two of the Pirates' bigger prospects that weren't doing extremely well in the Pirates organization but were highly touted prospects, and then Tampa Bay got them, and all of a sudden they were good. So that shows you the skill set of the people in power in Pittsburgh – uh, working for the Pirates organization. So, best case scenario, Huntington gets the yeehaw. The yeehaw. <laughs> A Nick Hederick classic. Um, yeah, how about those those Steelers this week on their bye week? Whew. Oh, they did so good sitting I on know. their couches. They play the <laughs> Dolphins on a phenomenal Monday night game this week. They're going to very excited. demolish the Dolphins. Hopefully. I hope they do. If we lose to the Dolphins, just, just call it a season. <laughs> like, Army women's hockey should call it a season as they will play oh, their third straight ranked opponent in the Cornell, whatever their name is, Big Red, Red, Bears. I don't know. Their, their logo is some, a bear holding a C, but I'm not sure what their nickname is. Uh, Cornell. The Sea Bears. The Sea Bears <laughs> and Sea Rhinoceroses are next. Sea Bear Circle. Um, yeah, I can't think. They might be the bigger. I don't. That's know. that's what they need. I'm, so, I'm sorry. This is it's too easy. But Our, they just need to draw out a whiteboard. Their 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 team, like you know, like a football play, and then just draw a big circle around it. They're anti Sea Bear Circle. They're gonna win that game. <laughs> don't make don't make me sit with that one. <laughs> So they're playing their third straight, uh, straight ranked opponent. They have moved up in the rankings, I believe, to number eight or nine. 
um, which is interesting because they haven't won in a long time. They've tied and lost in overtime and lost in the third period, basically. Um, so it's interesting to see them moving up the polls, but um, they're going to start winning these games, I think, so that'll be interesting to see. Football comes home looking for a 3-0 uh, start to conference play. I don't think that's happened since 2010, I want to say. They won the conference that year, so keep your eyes on that. And men's hockey will play at Penn State tomorrow, a.k.a. Friday, in only a one-game series. Nice. So that's cool. That's what's going on. With, with the sports ball. With the sports ball. Garrett's favorite topic. I know nothing about sports. This will be the podcast listener's first experience with this, that um, I, I don't have an athletic bone in my body. I never have. Oh, He's man. got quite the humorous, though. <laughs> While everyone else was learning sports scores, I was like, oh, yeah, competitive gaming. You know, I know something about that. And then I didn't do that either. That's okay. Because I'm horrible. All I really follow is the Steelers. So this is this is where Nick gets to shine. Before we uh, we move on to news and away from sports, well, we're going to move kind of away from sports here. Any time you want my Italian restaurant. Sorry. Nick, uh, Nick sparked that up pretty good with his musical talent there. Garrett, um, we were supposed to talk about this during A&E. Nick, brought it, Nick and I were discussing it before the show. We've had an odd obsession. Well, I knew the song beforehand, but Nick just recently rediscovered it. He's been singing his heart out to Breaking Benjamin's Diary of Jane it, it's all It's true. Week. It's true. I'm sorry. I was supposed to listen to Diary of Jane before I came on this podcast, and I totally <laughs> forgot. Of course, I know Breaking Benjamin's. I'm, I'm the yeah. rock radio host, but like, I don't think I've ever heard Diary my, uh, of Jane. One oh, of the, you know it. One of the highlights of my week was I was laying in bed, about to go to sleep, probably like 1 in the morning. I get the Spotify link to the acoustic version of Diary of Jane. No context and nothing else but a text message underneath of it that says, Good night, John, from Nick Hederick. And it was, it was fantastic. I'm glad that made you happy. I, I get 2 a.m. Snapchats from John Blaine. It gets real intimate when I see his Foo Fighters poster for the 19th. It's style. not a poster. Oh, it's oh a sorry, light. it's a neon sign. It's yeah. neon the sign. forehead and the flow and the neon poster <laughs> or the light whatever thing of the Foo Fighters is a John Blaine staple. Uh, yeah. Uh, check out the acoustic version, by the way. If you're a Breaking Benjamin fan, and you... it's such a good song. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. There I was on YouTube, minding my own business as I normally do when I'm on YouTube, and um, this YouTuber I watch, as you might guess, since I was on YouTube, uh, Jared Dines, who's a guitar player. I told John the wrong story. I told John the wrong version of this story before, so I apologize to John. Uh, he has he has a video called "I Played in Front of Thirteen Thousand People with Breaking Benjamin." And so he was playing guitar with Breaking Benjamin, and one of the songs that he did was Diary of Jane. And so I said, huh, that's a pretty good song. And it's been a week, and I'm still pretty into it. Nick and I were hitting the uh, the mines in Minecraft, and he was just, he, he probably for a good two and a half hours straight at least, he was hitting that same line, the chorus right there. Yeah, he the chorus is a good time. It's not fun to sing the verse. <laughs> Sounds like a guy with asthma, just like saying three words really quick and then pausing for instrumental, then he keeps going. Yeah, it's no I mean, like a Metallica song. <sighs> we have a lot of A and E like 
packed episodes coming up. We, we got to have this Metallica debate. Speaking of A&E, Kanye West, Jesus is King, allegedly coming out tonight at midnight. It's a gospel album. We'll, we'll find out once this is uploaded if it's actually real or not. I, my money is... Jesus or the album? That's a really loaded question. Uh, the album... That only Kanye can answer. Stay tuned. Yeah, because Kanye is Jesus. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> but uh, regardless... Uh, my money's on it not coming out tonight. He's just going to keep pushing it back. But he is tweeting it out. His IMAX movie of him making it comes out tonight. Oh, which, that's going to be a Which, ride. to me, would make the most sense that it would come out tonight then. If it doesn't come out tonight, I don't want to be around Mike Shelley tomorrow. If it doesn't come out tonight, I am never, ever, ever <laughs> listening to any Kanye West ever again, whether it be gospel Kanye, pre-Kim Kanye, trying to get Kim Kanye, Kim and Kanye Kanye. None of the Kanye's. I miss the old Kanye. <laughs> I do too. My my hot A and E take. Not not a big Kanye person. I never would have assumed you would be an A uh, an A and E person, a Kanye person. I never would have guessed that in a million years. Like I, I listen to a diverse enough set of music. Yeah. But just right. It's kind of hard, especially Catholic school and Kanye. Then. Yeah. I've heard enough about Jesus. I do. I, I, um, <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Who's ready? Is that going to make the cut? Find out later. <laughs> oh, that's making the cut. <laughs> Who's ready for some news? I am ready for And the where crowd the goes <laughs> mild, like I my Taco Bell sauce. I like that. I like that a lot. You know, Nick, you just <laughs> your job on where's the news wasn't at risk, but you know, if it ever is, you just gotta get out of jail free card. Thank you. So John Blinn, I guess the question is, where's the news? Um Neville Island was running into some water issues during the week, which this isn't the first time we've heard of Neville Island sort of just being gross. Which was built on an old, like, landfill, right? Yeah. Which so, might draw some concerns immediately. During the week, they had a... Um, they measured that there was backflow in about 2,000 gallons of their water supply, and they issued a do-not-drink uh, sort of advisory warning thing. Who's out there drinking water? <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> and then you're drinking chocolate milk. That's why you ask that. Nick's drinking water. He's got a water bottle right next to him. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, uh, he's not drinking Neville Island water. No. But that, uh, that advisory might be lifted by now. I'm not sure. But just the fact that they didn't know what the backflow was. They weren't sure if it was a chemical or what it was. But they told people, don't drink it. Don't wash clothes with it. So this wasn't even like it. a boil it and then you no. can use it. This was a don't you they, dare even let it they distinctively, touch you. Yeah. They distinctively addressed not to... Um, not to freeze the water, not to boil the water, not to filter it because nothing, they didn't know what was in the water and they still don't. I know they sort of narrowed it down. Let me double check on that. Like on a scale of one to 10, how hazardous was it? They didn't know what it was. So we don't, okay. They're not letting it touch your body. So I'm going to say probably pretty hazardous. Um, <laughs> We're airing on like a, maybe a three to five range. <laughs> it it, it might've tore your skin off. <laughs> uh, Okay, so I, I wrote this article. I don't even remember what I even wrote in it. Jeez, oh, man. Um, the backflow was reported 
in the portable water system or potable water system. Officials identified that the source of the backflow originated from a fire suppression system. Oh, so that's probably got some gross chemicals in it. Yeah. So that's that really makes me understand why they won't let it touch your skin because they can put out a fire. Well, no, there's there's plenty of chemicals in that kind of stuff that'll like not do well inside yeah, or on your exactly. body. Especially when mixed with water. But yeah, I'm just I don't think Neville Island has a problem, but I feel like this is just it's it's common here that there's something like radioactive. It's a very industrial zone. Yeah. Is kind of like my takeaway from it is that no matter what, because there's so much industry down on the island, it's there's pipes running everywhere. It's so close to the river. You're going to see uh, consistent like threats to health, mm-hmm. whether it's smog or chemicals in the water. Like My immediate reaction was, what does this mean for the bowling alley across the street? I didn't know there was one. You, you didn't know there was one right across from the... Uh, Just means they can't drink water. They can still bowl. I mean, if you're getting dehydrated to the point where you need, like, a gallon of water when bowling? you're bowling, <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe just try a walk and then go to bowling? You couldn't put it on your skin, so I don't imagine you could have cooked with it either. No, no cooking. No, they had... A, no honestly, cleaning. the township responded really well. I saw on Twitter um, that they took a ton of bottled water and stuff to their fire department, and they were helping people out there. Like, they responded really quickly. It's just... That, like, that was impressive. It's just surprising to see these problems always going on in Neville Island. So in other news, President Trump was in Pittsburgh yesterday. Sonu went along with Malik Johnson, who is also in the RMU Century Media Organization. And we are going to bring him in now to talk about what he saw yesterday. now here with Malik Johnson who went to the David L. Lawrence Convention Center on Wednesday to see what President Trump had to offer in Pittsburgh. Trump was there to, according to the Post-Gazette, he was there to discuss the Paris Climate Accord and also other sources of energy and things of that nature going on in Pittsburgh. Malik, I understand that you weren't able to see the president speak, but you saw the chaos that was going on in the city. It was packed. I know they closed a bunch of roads. Uh, Can you just tell me a little bit of what you saw? Yes. So we didn't get to actually see trump speak we were there for our general admission tickets we decided the general admission i was with sonu babu uh, a reporter from army central media my assistant yeah um he's so happy to say that and so <laughs> we decided that the story was probably better told if we went outside and covered some of the protests um so before we had gotten there there were I think it was 13 or 14 people that were arrested I know for that. blocking the street. And we talked to a high school girl who was from City Charter, which is up the street from where David O. Lawrence Convention Center is. And she was at the protest when the people got arrested. So that was all right. Um, the actual protest, uh, we had there were small groups of people lined outside of the convention center, pro-Trump people and anti-Trump people. Um, that was before anything happened. And then after we went in and we came back out, there was a big crowd of people and they also had brought on like people from the Dakota access pipeline. I don't know if you know that story 
from a couple years ago. So the Dakota Access Pipeline, and it's been a while since I've talked about it, so I don't know how accurate I might be. But trust you, Malik. basically it was a pipeline that we were going to build, I think, early Trump years, late Obama years. Um, and the pipeline was going to – it was an oil pipeline, and it was going to go through Native American land. Um, and it was going to poison a bunch of water and pollute Native American land. Native Americans, not happy about that. Yeah, obviously uh, Big – Big protest situation. But, yeah, so we had – so there were people from the Dakota Access Pipeline, like Native American people that came to protest the shale convention center. I think they were, it wasn't really a Donald Trump protest as much as it was protesting the fracking industry as a whole. There were a lot of signs. There was a mix of Donald Trump signs, but there were also a good mix of – hey, like, our water is important, stop polluting it for money type of signs, too. So it sounds like there were really, like, a lot of arguments going on there, um, more than protesting just Trump, which is surprising because I feel like a lot of times in the media and just in general, it's just whether you're for or against this guy. So it's interesting to see these protests really sort of narrowing down on something. That's one thing that I feel passionate about. If you want to go out and protest something, have, have an end game, you know? Just try to make a difference in a small area, and that'll trickle and then make a bigger difference somewhere else. So, um, Malik, did you you mentioned that you spoke to one of the high school uh, protesters out there? That's pretty impressive that you know she's out there as a high school student making a difference in her community. Can you tell me a little bit more about what she said and what she offered to this story? So, Sony was the one who was reporting and doing a lot of the interviewing. I was kind of only there. But basically, she talked about why, you know, this type of protest is important and why, again, she was more, you know, protect the water, protect the land of a protester. But, yeah, she said she was there when the people were arrested. Um, They were in the streets. They were blocking the streets. And the police came and said, hey, don't block the streets. They stayed blocking the streets and the police, like, picked them up and arrested them. So you saw one of the arrests? No. No. I I was there. From her account? Yeah. Okay. Um, So... Obviously, it had to have been packed, police-wise and people-wise. Can you tell me sort of how the city prepared for this event? I mean, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, they closed down a lot of roads. But just from what you witnessed, how was the city uh, ready for this? Were they ready for this? Yeah, so obviously, I don't really know what the city... I didn't expect to go to this, so I didn't know what the city (laughs) had done prior (laughs) prior to the day of to um, prepare for it. But, you know, there was your normal... Uh, city police officers. The Coast Guard actually was there. Really? Um, yeah, they were on the... So the David L. Lawrence Convention Center, I don't know if you know, um, it is right next to one of the rivers, um, not too far from the point. I think it's I think it's the Allegheny, the Allegheny River. So the Coast Guard was on the Allegheny River um, just kind of patrolling the seas for whatever could happen. And then we actually left before Trump got, that, like, got to the convention center. So... One thing that happens when, when we went to cross the bridge, uh, the police officers had shut down the bridge to foot traffic um, over top of the overpass where Trump's motorcade was going through. So we got we stood there for maybe like 15, 20 minutes while uh, we waited for Trump's motorcade to go through. How was uh, how was traffic getting out? <laughs> traffic actually was like I said, we left like as Trump got there pretty much. So traffic was pretty decent and it wasn't like really bad. I parked in the North Shore because I work in the North Shore and so I know the parking garage that we use and we just walked across the bridge. 
So, yeah, definitely an interesting scene for Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, it's not every day the president's in your city. So, Malik, I won't keep you here too much longer. I know you've got things to do. You're a busy guy. So I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show, and we'll be happy to have you any other time. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, Malik. Yep. Thanks, Malik. That was really good. In other Pittsburgh news, the it's been almost a year since the Pittsburgh Tree of Life synagogue shooting that took place on October 27th last year. And the synagogue is talking about reopening to the public. So I just wanted to address that because I think that's something that's very positive in the Pittsburgh area. It shows that, you know, that people are really stronger than steel. But it's really nice to see that the community can bond together and sort of make this, I don't want to say rebound, but it's its good to see that people are able to heal and recover and turn something so negative into something positive. They plan on making the synagogue sort of like a, they wanted, they said it was like a, like a Jewish safe haven um, that they wanted to have. So I think that's something really special and really important, and it's good to see that happening. Yeah, I think that'll be uh, really good for the Pittsburgh community at large. It was a massive tragedy. It was nationwide. So having that kind of reopen and show, like, even after hardship, there's hope is a good thing. I agree. And more power to the people that go there. Because I couldn't imagine, you know, going into the, you know, around the place even where that happened. Just uh, that feeling that you must get. Absolutely. Um I, over the weekend, I went out to film a package for Army Live, and we, we ran past that area just because I was curious, you know, what was going on with them debating um, reopening the synagogue soon. And I didn't get out and talk to anyone because, like, I just felt that would have been in poor taste for a package. Yeah. But it was just – it was weird to be there in the area. We were there earlier in the morning Saturday seeing people go out and worship, and I was just thinking, like – the the synagogue was like right next to us and it was still there's like a lot of signs a lot of flowers things like that there's still a lot of healing going on there right and it was just interesting to see all these people come together they're still worshiping in that area just you know walking past it every day i can't i can't imagine being there and honestly they're they're super I strong could, for being could, able to i do couldn't that. more proud to those people to i mean it only happened a year ago it, it's it's crazy to think and that and that's my philosophy on how you have to live life after something like that happens. You can't live in fear because that's what the person who carries out those actions wants the people to do. They want you to live in fear. And like, this is completely different. But we were talking about the Joker movie, and my girlfriend was talking about you know like how scared she would be to go see this movie. And I'm like, if I cared to see it, which I'm not paying full price for a movie right now, I'd go see it but I don't want to, but I mean, I wouldn't not go. Yeah. Because like, that's, if it's my time, it's my time. I'm not going to live in fear of doing things I want to do because of what people have done. Exactly. So, you know, I just, I wanted to throw that out there. I felt like that was an important story to bring up today. Um, they announced that almost a week ago, but we haven't addressed it here. And I felt that that was important to do. So good for the community for being so strong. Um, <laughs> It seems like Pittsburgh is really conquering a lot of issues this was, year. I'm sorry. I'm not sure if I 
if you said this or not, but is there like a plan for when it will open its doors? Uh, they, I don't believe they specified. Because um, that'd be a cool thing to cover. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be hard to cover that because people will be there from everywhere. But it, They're probably packed, honestly, because I thought about maybe going out this weekend to try to get a package, but they're going to have people from all over trying oh, to talk absolutely. to them. And I'm not just going to, like I like I mentioned earlier, I'm not just going to talk to people out on the road because that's not that's the last thing they want right. to talk about. But, yeah, it's it's good to see the community staying strong like that. So definitely something to keep in your hearts this weekend, October 27th. Think about it. And, you know, if you're capable, send out some, send out some support. After that note, um, I think we're just going to transition into what we have coming up this week. And so for Annie, we've got a couple of articles in the pipeline. Uh, we had a writer go to the Adams family on campus. Uh, they went to the musical. We should have an article about that, like a review, like everything that happened, you know, Adams family, our, nice. our usual uh, musical coverage. Uh, we're going to have an El Camino review go out within like five minutes after recording this. Awesome. And then... By, uh, by yours truly. Yeah, that's a uh, Blinn review. John Blinn. Uh, what else do we have? We have a Jesus is King album review coming out. From, if it comes uh, out. <laughs> who's yeah, writing yeah. that? Uh, that would be Zachary Soma. Uh, of course. And then, Let me write it. Give it to me. Well, I, I can't just take it away. No, you can't. No, <laughs> I can't, can't do that. Let me write another one once he's done. You, re- we have three reviews all next to each other. I'll write a review based if it ended up being a rap album, how good it would have been, as opposed to a gospel album. <laughs> um, after that, we have uh, just kind of thinking forward. We have some big articles coming up with the UPMC Event Center. We had a meeting with them, and it was very productive. Um. We have a couple of reviews in the work to look forward to. Uh, As I said, as we were talking about earlier, there's going to be a Star Wars review. That'll be by Sarah Gabani. Just kind of keep your eyes out for that. It'll be a while off now. We still have a couple of podcasts before that, but we have that claimed, and you can look forward to that. You good? Yeah. All right. Um, For news, I I spoke to Brianna McCann who is working with the First Amendment debate. She will be representing the press about those events today. Um, Just to give some context, they have four debates coming up in the next several weeks, the 31st to whenever the the fourth one is. Every Thursday, four four weeks, um, they're going to represent a different Supreme Court case talking about the First Amendment. It's pretty interesting, actually. Um, Brianna seemed pretty passionate. I'm trying to talk to who she'll be debating travis i can't think of his scott last name. <laughs> sorry travis but i emailed him today so we're hoping to hear back from him that'll be coming up on the century site to get you ready for the debate i'm excited to see what they have going on there it seems like a lot of people have put a lot of effort into this project also as i mentioned sonu and malik went out to cover president trump in pittsburgh we're hoping to give our muse take on that this week at some point no no you know what you won't see 
Oh, boy. You know what you won't see on the website? Yeah, I assume an article about a car crash. Yeah. Well, unless something happens by, before the time this gets up. But, yeah, you might see uh, a picture of a firefighter in a vest, but you can't see the firefighter. I'm going to have to show Big Dumb how to use a camera. <sighs> Thank you for joining oh, us for Where's the News. We will see you next week. <laughs>